0: you're listening to the sisterhood podcast this week's episode is quite a short episode but it's an important one november is all about men's health and jack o'connor from movember ireland talks to us a little bit about mental health and suicide among men prostate cancer and testicular cancer so if you are getting involved in movember this year um, please let us know. I'd love to know. There are different ways that you can get involved. You can hear that throughout the episode. So you don't have to be growing a moustache. There is other ways. Um, and I'd love to know if you get involved. And if you do want to get involved. You can check out Movember on Instagram. And you can check out Movember Ireland's website. Um, I will leave all the links in the show notes of this episode. And on our Instagram for you to donate and check out. Uh, The work that they do. So, thank you so much to Jack O'Connor for coming on and talking to me today. And I hope this helps some of you. And maybe share this with some of the guys in your life and uh, let them know that you do support them and encourage them to talk because it is such an important thing. I know it's really hard for men to talk about their mental health. I know it is getting better, but there is still that stigma. And I think the more that we can be supportive of the men in our life to open up and talk about these things the better it it will get so um yes if you maybe take something from this episode reach out to the men in your life and make sure that they're doing okay as well so thank you so much for listening guys
1: hey hi jack how are you oh good how are you
2: good thank you thanks for coming on no worries could you tell us a little bit about movember
1: uh, cool. So, um, November is the, uh, the largest, the world's leading men's health foundation. And so what that means is we want men to live happier, healthier and longer lives. The way that we do that is by activating the three most critical points of men's health. So prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health and suicide prevention. We do this primarily um, through our annual fundraising campaign, which happens in November. Um, yeah. hence, hence Movember, um, where guys all over the world grow mustaches and raise funds and awareness for, for these issues. Um, some people take on physical challenges and some people host events. So that's, yeah. that's in, in, in a nutshell who we are <laughs> and what we do.
2: Yeah, I've seen on your website that there's actually a 60-kilometer thing that people can do now for the 60 men that die by suicide every hour. So that was quite shocking to even see. I know suicide among men is uh, very high. So-
1: yeah, like it's 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 a complicated problem. Um, it's a really complicated problem. Um, there are loads of reasons. So mental health is is tricky and multifaceted. So there's no one size fits all for why one man might be struggling. There's so many different reasons. Um, but w- where the big disconnect is with guys is that. know it's called help seeking behavior we're traditionally not very good at at reaching out for help um and now, what's interesting is you know when november started we started with prostate cancer um and one of the first things that we realized that we needed to do in the prostate cancer space was to actually get guys to engage in their health to to you know take action when they realize that and, you know, something wasn't right that maybe they had a side effect or just, you know, to go to the doctor, sorry, to go to the doctor and to be proactive um, about their health. But that was a huge thing because what we had was um, guys would be suffering some of the warning signs of prostate cancer. They can be, you know, things with your sexual function. They can be things um, with your, you know, your your urination, all all sorts of stuff. Um, So they they were experiencing these, these, um, side effects but they weren't taking action they were kind of doing that whole ostrich thing burying their head in the sands uh, and hoping that it would go away and what this led to was late diagnosis so when it comes to pr- pretty much any cancer is uh it, it's the sooner you catch the cancer the the more options you have in terms of what treatment paths you can go down and, and the better chance you have of of dealing with that cancer and coming out with as little uh, or few side effects as as is possible and yeah. so when, when we went into mental health, we realized it was actually you know, part of the same problem as this help seeking behavior piece that guys um, are, are not great at, at taking ownership of their health and, and of, of voicing uh, when, when there's a problem. Way too many men are suffering in silence and seeking help too late.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think even with things like prostate cancer or whatever, any type of cancer, really you've just, I feel like people don't know enough and like it's so important to have organizations and stuff that you can reach out to before even going to your doctor because sometimes going to the doctor can seem almost too scary and um, would you generally get people coming to you and um, before they'd go to the doctor like looking for you know does this seem like a symptom of prostate cancer
1: yeah we we have a lot of information on our website um about both prostate testicular cancer cancer and about mental health and some information about how we can better support the people around us um, so if when people reach out to us and they kind of say oh you know I've got this or I've got that we would always say here's some information uh, on, on this page of the website and um, check in with your with your GP um, you. around the age of 45 um, most people should be having a conversation with their doctor about prostate cancer
2: yeah and um, would there be like any signs that people should look out for or any anything that kind of might seem like they should go to the doctor to get checked?
1: Yeah, so there are a couple of things. And um, so, as I said earlier on, there's, you know, problems with sexual function can be an indicator yeah. um, and problems with with urination can can be an indicator. Um, but I've heard plenty of stories of guys who've been diagnosed with prostate cancer who didn't have any of these side effects. Um, so it can go undetected. So it's important not to think that just because you're not experiencing um, something like that, that, that you're, you're in the clear. Um, the, way, the way we test for prostate cancer initially is um, through a blood test. It's called a PSA test. It's at the test for the prostate specific antigen. Uh, el- er, levels of the of PSA elevate in the blood. And when prostate cancer is present and it's not the only thing that can cause an elevation of psa but it's it's one of the things and it's it's the earliest indicator of a prostate cancer diagnosis so if you if you go to your doctor and you get your psa test and you've got high psa and um, the doctor will likely send you for a scan or potentially a biopsy or a dore a, a digital rectal examination and that's that's the, the next step then in 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 in
2: diagnosis okay i find it um quite difficult to find information particularly on men's health and november is all about you know men's health and even reaching out to men a lot of people a lot of men don't actually um want to share their story i don't i think that maybe it's because there's such a stigma around you know men talking about their mental health or even talking about their physical health you know there is still that um stigma like they don't really feel they can be as vulnerable maybe as women can be or i'm not sure if that's actually generally why but that's what it what it seems from my point of view that maybe they don't feel as comfortable with being vulnerable do you see that in your work
1: um it it can be part of it for sure um if you think about what we society um Generally portray as you know the ideal man or the the aspiration of man. People like you know James Bond or Superman or or whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. It's these guys who you know, uh, we did a, a really interesting piece a few years ago where we asked, um, kids like five, six, seven-year-old kids, um, what what a man was, what a real man was. And the things that they, they were coming back with were, you know, he's big and strong, you know, he he can do anything all, all these, all these, you know, uh, preconceptions of what a man is. Yeah. What no one was saying was, oh, he's he really knows how to handle his emotions. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> the sort of stuff. There, there, there was no there, there was nothing like that. And I think that that's a stage that we, we really need to get to that, you know, being able to being able to open up and talk about your physical and mental health um, should be seen as, as a, a sign of strength and should be something that that we should aspire to.
2: Definitely. Um, what do you think we kind of, as a society, can do to kind of end that stigma and kind of help lower them stats, really, that we are seeing, like, you know, six out of 10 suicides um, being male?
1: Yeah, well, so the, the there's there's loads of things that we can do so first of all speaking more openly about mental health and about, about suicide is is the first step um, upskilling uh, ourselves so that we are better positioned to effectively hold the space if we do find ourselves in a position where a friend reaches out to us and um, and they're struggling so that we're yeah. we're empowered with the skill set to, to properly manage that situation and to properly support our friends. I think that that's really, really important.
2: Yeah. And,
1: and what's also really, really important is, um, especially in this age of you know physical distancing and lockdowns and all that sort of stuff, is staying socially connected. Um, yeah. Having, having a, a, a social network that you can rely on is one of the primary um, preventative factors um, for mental health issues spiraling out of control and having that support network and being aware of it you know yeah Um, and I think I think when was talking about social distancing I tried to reframe it as physical distancing that it was important that we stayed socially connected throughout this physical distancing
2: yeah definitely we can't fully isolate ourselves from people because we're just not made to be like that we're social beings (laughs) absolutely yeah, definitely. So if people want to get involved in Movember, you know, how do they do that? If, um, let's say you're a female, is there a way of getting involved or is it more just to donate to, you know, the, ma- the males who are doing it?
1: Absolutely. You know, Mo Bros and Mo Sisters are are massive parts of the campaign. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're not necessarily suggesting that the ladies should grow mustaches. Um. <laughs> But they can take on the the move challenge that's the 60 kilometers throughout the month of November. Yeah. Um, or they can host events Now hosting events is, is going to be challenging this year because we can't host them physically, but uh, I'm sure there'll be some innovative zoom ideas that will pop up throughout the campaign. The reality is that, you know, women have husbands, dads, boyfriends, sons, brothers, and friends that are all male that they want to see live happier, healthier and longer lives. So there's, there's just as much reason for women to support the campaign as there is for guys.